The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. As we do each and every Friday morning at 1 a.m., I am going to take your questions on any subject. So if you want to, want to start queuing up, uh, you can call in at 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. Whatever you have questions about, hopefully it'll be something I will be able to answer. Make it interesting, and whoever comes up with the most interesting question will have a good prize for you, at least a decent prize. Meantime, a big weekend in my hometown of Staten Island. I am going to be at the Staten Island Ferry Hawks game on Sunday. I know everybody's talking about what's happening on Friday and Saturday because the Savannah Bananas are in town. And I've never seen the Savannah Bananas in person, but they're sold out. They're kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. But uh, I have plans Friday and Saturday anyway. But on Sunday, there's a doubleheader, and Shrek is going to be there. I'm looking forward to uh, having Carmine meet Shrek. I'm trying to figure out if we should show him the Shrek movie in advance. And the children get to run the bases. Now, last year, Carmine and I ran the bases together before he could really walk, so I had to carry him. And this year, he's running around like crazy. So I'm going to see if he can make it around the bases himself. Uh, I may even persuade the uh, good folks at the Ferry Hawks to let me be the guest PA announcer for an inning or two. So if you're at the Ferry Hawks game on Sunday, uh, come and see me and uh, say hello. You get to meet Carmine and maybe race him around the base path. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully a lot of you at the Ferry Hawks game on Sunday. You can get tickets at FerryHawks.com. That's FerryHawks.com. Ask Frank anything in just a moment. 800-848-9222. Beam me up. To be continued. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, what do you do if you want to, in New York, run for city council, Congress, state legislature, borough president, even mayor or controller? What do you do? The process is the same. You go out and collect signatures, and if you get enough signatures, you're on the ballot. And then if you get the most votes in the primary, you're on the ballot for the general election. You get the most votes in the general election, you win. Simple enough process. Well, that is not the case if you want to be a state Supreme Court judge. If you want to be a state Supreme Court judge, there is no way that you can simply 
go out and get signatures, make it to a primary, and have people vote for you. The only way to be your party's candidate for state Supreme Court or any party's candidate is to be handpicked by the party bosses. For instance, last night in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Democratic Party held its official judicial convention to determine which candidates should receive the party's endorsement for Supreme Court. But what happened last night was all academic. The real decision-making happened Monday night in the back room of Nick's Lobster House in Marine Park, where the Brooklyn Democratic Executive Committee, a group of 44 unpaid district leaders, two from each of the 22 assembly districts in Brooklyn, got together in the back of the restaurant and held an informal vote to decide which six candidates should receive the nomination. City and state described it as a surreal occasion, as ordinary customers dined just outside the room where Brooklyn's Democratic power brokers were deciding the future of the city's courts. They basically all agreed which six candidates were going to receive the party's backing. I don't believe this is democratic. I don't believe this is any way to select Supreme Court justices. Now, but the only way you get to make it to the Supreme Court in this state, Democrat or Republican, is if you are the hand-picked candidate of these party insiders. That tends to reward people that have been very loyal to the political parties. What kind of judges do you think that produces? It produces, forgive the term, partisan hacks. Party loyalists who've run through the gamut of everything you need to do to eventually be picked by the party leadership. New York State needs direct election of judges. If you want to run for judge and you're an attorney and you meet all the other requirements, you should be able to do so. There's no reason that only people handpicked by the party should get on the ballot. Let them make their endorsement of whoever wants to run, but if you want to run a primary, you should have that opportunity. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Sal Greco, who is a former NYPD officer who's been a guest on this show, happens to be a friend of mine as well. He was fired from the NYPD, and he was on with my friend Sid Rosenberg yesterday describing the circumstances that led to his firing. The NYPD investigated me because I was a friend of Roger Stone. They are alleging that I violated a patrol guide procedure, which is the rules that govern the NYPD and the employees, including the police commissioner and down. They uh, allege that I violated this rule that stated you cannot wrongfully and knowingly associate with someone who's reasonably believed to have engaged in or likely to have engaged in criminal activity. So essentially, he says that he was fired due to his friendship with Roger Stone, and he is pushing forward with his federal lawsuit despite a judge dismissing some aspects of the case related to First Amendment protection. So Greco is saying that former NYPD Commissioner Keechan Sewell, as well as others, they investigated him and terminated him due to his personal and political relationships with people like Roger Stone and others. The lawsuit was filed in August of last year and it makes allegations including that the defendants violated his First Amendment rights of free speech and association. So in a new order on Tuesday, a Brooklyn judge, Judge Block, who's actually a very good judge, said the defendant's motion to dismiss was granted in part and denied in part, ruling that Greco's First Amendment intimate association claim and his New York labor law claim were dismissed. 
But the judge also wrote that Greco has a valid expressive association claim and that qualified immunity is inappropriate at this stage. Block allowed the claim that the commissioner and others could have retaliated against Greco for his political support of Stone. So the lawsuit goes after all the defendants in their official capacities and individually. This is pretty big. Allowing this lawsuit to go forward and throwing out a big chunk of this motion to dismiss, I think it virtually guarantees that the NYPD, who has a habit of settling with everybody, is going to probably settle this case. You survive that motion to dismiss, they don't want to go to trial on this. They don't want to see Mayor Eric Adams deposed. They don't want to raise the double standard about how people like Mayor Eric Adams, who used to hang around with a convicted felon like Mike Tyson, how he allowed one of his officers to be fired for something similar. I don't think they want this to go to trial. I don't think they want Adams testifying. I don't think they want Commissioner Sewell testifying, answering questions about why Cardi B is allowed to talk to certain cops. So I think on the whole, even though certain aspects of this lawsuit were dismissed, I think this is very good news for Sal Greco's lawsuit. I'm wishing him the best of luck. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. There are nearly 100,000 migrants and asylum seekers who have arrived in New York since spring of 2022. There is no sign that this is slowing down. They're still coming into town at a clip of about 2,000 per week. This is taxing New York City's resources like crazy. The mayor has acknowledged this. He says this could cost us $5 billion next year and $12 billion within two years. This is going to blow a tremendous hole in our budget. And the mayor said something yesterday which, on the one level, I found shocking, and on the other level, I found not at all shocking. The mayor was asked about the last time that he spoke with President Biden about this, because one of the things that the mayor has said and the governor has said, and they're both right about this, and Staten Island Borough President Vito Fasella, who's uh, leading that big rally on uh, Staten Island Saturday at 11 a.m., I'm going to try and be there, is that this is a federal issue. This is a federal problem, and until it's dealt with at a federal level, there's very little New York can do as long as these buses keep arriving here. The mayor said on Wednesday that he has not talked with President Biden the whole year about this. This is a stunning admission for someone who was once on a list of the president's top surrogates and who was seeking federal help for the city's migrant crisis. Here's what he told CNN. We had a conversation last year. We communicated with the White House several times. We have a body of a contingent from Homeland Security that's here now. Uh, Our congressional delegation has been amazing in how they have pushed this through. I think there's clearly some hostility between the mayor and the president. You remember initially their relationship started very cozily. The mayor referred to him even before he was elected. He referred to himself as the Biden of Brooklyn. At an April press conference, uh, the mayor said that the White House had failed the city. In May, when the Biden campaign released a list of 50 surrogates for the president, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, was not among them. The fraying of relations between the two comes as the city is taking on an ever-growing role in this crisis. Think about it. New York taxpayers could spend up to $12 billion providing services to these migrants, and the mayor and the president haven't spoken about it all year. Not even a conversation. Doesn't sound like that's exactly a recipe for success. You would think this should be a pretty top priority for both of them. I'd like to see them speaking 
I don't know, every day on this. Beam me up! To be continued.